0: hello everyone thanks to the good folks over at o'reilly media we will be giving away a free pass to oscon 2015 in portland to enter just send us an email at show at thecloudcast.net between now and friday july 10th and tell us about your open source journey most interesting story wins and even if you don't win use the code cloud20 and you'll get a 20 percent discount on your registration thanks for listening and now on to the show
1: Cloudcast Media presents from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is The Cloudcast with Aaron Delb and Brian graceley bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world.
0: Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to another episode of The Cloudcast. We're coming to you live from uh, DockerCon 2015 here in San Francisco. And we've got an old friend of the show uh, back today. We've got uh, John Willis. Um, formerly of socket plane now of docker fame how are you doing john good good so so tell us a little bit before we even kick off like what was socket plane and why did docker kind of suck them up so quick because there, you know there's probably a lot of folks out there that didn't even know about socket plane and then they were gone
2: yeah, <laughs> no it, it, it's it's a funny story um, i think we did a, i might have be uh, repeating some of the discussion we had on the last podcast but who cares right but I'll keep it short. The, um, <laughs> I, um, you know, I, I was at Instratius, right? And we had that multi-cloud management solution, and we, we sold that to Dell. And, you know, and I, 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 was, I hung around for Dell for a little while, but, you know, I, I'm just not a big company guy, right? So, um, And I was really getting bored with just general cloud, right? You know, just cloud this, cloud that, IAS, pass. And I really wanted something to do, and I, I actually ran into this young gentleman who worked at the University of Kentucky, Brent Salisbury, Who'd been running OpenFlow in production for three years when I met him on an um, NSF grant, right? Like so, and and he just kind of scooped me on SDN, you know why this was important, and not the fluff stuff, right? Like the the big stories of Nasira getting sold to VMware, right? That's a you know it's a big deal, but but Brent really had some real insight of all this. So we started this relationship, got me very interested in DevOps and networking. So I started really spending – I spent about a year with, like, Barclays and some really big companies that were trying to implement – kind of came in the door of networking for for DevOps or DevOps for networking, but wound up very – thrown deeply in SDN discussions, you know, NSX versus Nuage. And and I I got to sit firsthand at these large financial institutions where I would watch these bake-offs happen, and I'd be able to sit in the room and watch all the differences and why this would work. And so ongoing conversation with Brent – he moves over the red hat. He works on the SDN team there, um, on the CTO team under a gentleman named Madhu Venkapal. And, Kapal. and um, they were getting a little bit bored with open daylight <laughs> and uh, without myself getting in trouble. And they started pinging me about, hey, you started a couple of companies. What, you know, what if we were going to do this? And we'd have a long conversation. and end. At one point, they pinged me and said, we're serious. And we sat down and we started thinking about what are the really cool things about, um, about SDN? And, um, and it really was that micro-segmentation. So if you heard all the discussion yesterday about micro-segmentation, right, that, um, th- th- that's the reality. Like, there's a lot of fluff in SDN, and I think SDN has to have a, a revision, too. All right, long story short, we basically decided that micro-segmentation and containerization was a killer app. Because at the density that you will see, that we will see, you know, the expectation is when the enterprise gets into this large-scale, the density of compute will just destroy a normal network solution, you know, certainly a bridge network. Um, and um, and so we sat down, and we. we and it wasn't really hard to do because those guys had been working on vSwitch for literally two years. I mean, Madhu and Compile started the project at Cisco, right? And so they so we were like, this soccer play. why is it so fast? Right? Literally, I mean, within... We basically got our first round of funding, a seed round fund, like in November, and I remember over the Christmas holidays, Madhu just beating the dog out of me because we wanted (laughs) to put a tech preview out. And we put a yep. tech preview out, and I'll tell it you, right, came out like Christmas Eve, yeah, or New oh, yeah. Year's yeah, Eve, I or, was, like like <laughs> I, I remember do he's the most <laughs> awesome guy. But he like he like he's serious. You he work on a project with that man, you you are going to be busy. Yeah, you, know, you either get out get out of Docker. Yeah. Like
0: I, I specifically remember the timing of the release. Yeah, of that video. it was crazy,
2: and I had to do. I did all the videos, and so the end result was we created overlay networks, a multi-host overlay network for Docker. Yep. And I'm sitting there running a lamp stack. uh, On three different Docker hosts, connecting HAProxy, MySQL on the second host, I mean, uh, WordPress apps on the second host, all containers, and they're all talking to each other with no linking, no port mapping, like, this is it, right? And um, I I think that that probably really caught the eyes of the Docker folk, right? Like, when, you know, like, they had been kind of struggling with how do you do multi-host, you know, how do we offer overlay support like VXLAN, and we... Like from the time anybody heard about us, less than a month. Just and a half, the problem. We've got a demo yeah. of something nobody really. You know, I mean, there's other people doing it, but we were doing it with, in in the way that VMware talks about micro-segmentation. I mean, yep. it, we were delivering a real micro SDN solution, and uh, and it just escalated from there, right? Like the we got we got an offer for a term sheet, like like the the whole from seed to term was basically less than two months. Yep. And and I I just we just started having more serious conversations with Ben and Solomon and and they loved Madhu. I mean I brought Madhu and Madhu got on the whiteboard and like it was all over the minute Madhu got on the whiteboard for those guys. (laughs) I I think we had you know I mean it was good it was good matter it was right for us we it would have been a battle. So um, so yeah I mean that's the story. It was uh, you know we just wanted to solve a very specific problem which is kind of microsegmentation multi-host container networking.
1: Sure, yeah.
0: And,
2: and yesterday you saw the announcement, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's yeah. what we, that was our intent.
1: Yeah, and it's all, I mean, it, it's all sort of, you know, at a high level it's called Docker networking. At a more technical level it's all sort of lib network, right, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. within this, this library. Um, just at a, at a high level, because we've had some folks who, that come on talk about SDN. Like you said, people have different things. This isn't a sort of centralized controller thing. This is all yeah. totally distributed, yeah. um, so you don't have those. Well, in theory, those big scalability problems that the centralized yeah. controller things have, right?
2: Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm a ridiculous fanboy of Madhu venkapalli If you don't, yeah. if you haven't caught that, you will know that by the end of this podcast. But, um, you know, so so we to answer that question, we hey, here he is. Um, so we went ahead and we were doing a David and Goliath story, right? Like yep. we were going to go write a OMV switch and. Uh, and um, and just go after that, and then when we get acquired by Docker, they're like, "Well, it's a bigger picture, yep. right? You've got Cisco, you've got NSX, you've got Weave, you've got you there's a lot of solutions." So, um, to my frustration, I had to take a back seat for a little while. While these guys, and Madhu, introduce yourself.
0: Yeah. So, so real quick for those listening out there, a, a live edition plus one. Uh, yeah, on the podcast as we're
3: going here. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, no, 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 go go no come on no, in. You no, come yeah. On in sh- sh- yourself. yeah, my name is Madhu Venugopal. Uh, I lead the networking division in Docker. Uh, so I used to be John's colleague right here when we were doing Soccer Plane. So we had an awesome time, and now we're having an awesome time at Docker now. Yeah. Cool. And so we,
1: I mean, we literally just started. John was yeah. on the show a couple months ago. He was kind of giving us some background, and it's cool that you can join us and start to dig into some of this stuff.
0: So, so, was, yeah, it was,
2: it was, yeah, so we were talking about the SDN, and I'll, I'll bring in your opinion here in a minute, but so the question was, people talk about SDN. What I was trying, we were going through the evolution of socket Plane, and we got to a point where we got acquired, and I was just starting to explain that when we got acquired, it was more of try to build a model, so not just what socket Plane was trying to do, but to, to fit for everybody. And so, so that that took three months, right? So three months, as of yesterday, right? What you saw is a model of delivery that was exactly what we wanted to provide, but now is open and compatible for um, for all the players. Yeah. So anybody, the, the whole, and we'll get into the kind of how the live network works and the abstraction and the awesomeness of it, but the beauty now is what we were trying to solve, we stepped back, with do and his team, solved this now, not just for soccer playing Open vSwitch, but for any of the vendors in the vision that we saw from the, what I was describing earlier about how we thought about containers and how it had to be solved at scale, now that architecture is in place. And, and Madhu, what, what was the quote you have for about what what you want to make networking? Uh, I think you you got to do it. You got to do it, it. It's, uh, it's, it's not she, corny. It's, all it's, right. It's, I'll do that. So,
3: uh, so uh, this is my favorite tagline these days, right, is that we will do the networking what Docker did for Compute. Essentially, right? Uh, so this is not something which I am trying to, you know, as a nice I mean, big marketing shtick. Yeah, 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 yeah. right? I truly, truly believe in that, uh, especially because of my background, right? So I used to be working for Cisco for a very long time. And uh, you guys all know Cisco Networking Solvable Equipments. are a hardware company, right? Yep. Uh, with switches and routers sitting way inside a closet, while application is running somewhere outside, which I don't even know what an application is, right? Right. So slowly in the past decade, we start seeing why application is the king, right? So the networking was so far away from applications, right? We are always trying to snoop things to realize what application could do, right? Then came VM. Again, VM abstraction was really good from a compute standpoint, but networking, again, is a virtual machine abstraction where... It's another machine, networking is somewhere, right Again, it was trying to do analytical based stuff right. But the moment I saw Docker as an application delivery platform, right, things really changed from in my own view because Docker virtualizes the applications, and the application is so close to networking at this point. This is the first time ever of our lifetime, actually in my lifetime. I have seen networking so close to applications an application expressing their own requirements to networking in a much better way, right? So, I'm sure if you look at the Docker notes, you see that there's no better abstraction than Docker today, where networking can be actually made use of so thoroughly, right? So, we saw that, we started the company right away, there's no stepping back, yeah. right? We thought we'll do it using the technology that we know best, using using now, what are technology we know, and the vision aligned so well with the Docker folks, right? Then we merged hands together, so next 3 4 months we have a solution now right. called work which actually delivers on the exact same promise that we started on where applications can talk exactly with the requirement to networking platform and uh, it just happens like magic.
2: that's that's yeah. the i mean the beauty i mean so i mean when we first talked about doing just um kind of um uh, let's just keep call it micro segmentation but a variant of SDN yeah. with containers like like, I just knew implicitly that was a good thing, right? I knew density. What I didn't understand, it took a little while for Madhu kind of driving this point of, you know, I we all understand what Docker has done for development, right, and compute, right? right? Yep, yep. In that it's completely removed any barrier to entry, right? The idea that, that uh, you know, I mean, even like our OpenStacks and our, uh, no disrespect to the cloudcast, but, <laughs> but the OpenStack <laughs> and, and the, um, you know, the VMware's of the world, there was still some human friction, right? Like, in other words... I still had to kind of think about the VMDK and the conversion and, the, yeah. and what about the flow and where does it, it was. It,
0: it, it was, no matter what, it, it may have automated it slightly, but it, there was still a but lot of But there was the way. still it was things It wasn't
2: portable, wasn't consistent. And then the containers yeah. came yeah. around, and it was this instant, like, complete separation from an application, what they want yeah. and how it gets delivered. I don't care where you want to put it, whether it's integration, whether it's smoke testing, whether it's production. The yeah. thing that blew me away was when started saying, like John, we can do this with networking, and 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 CNM and Live Network are really, uh, you know, we're going to try to get people's head around this. It is really uh, the goal that we had to actually and now it's delivered as part of Docker of this kind of model, where if you think about the abstraction, and I'll let me do explain the abstraction layers that we've created. A, you know, you know, dare I say, um, uh, I, I like to say immutable delivery is the killer, you know, killer model for Docker. Uh, kind of an immutable network delivery okay. um, because of the, the abstraction and the way this works. So the application never has to now worry about the network, whether it's in test, prod, development. These are all just abstractions that are hidden. Yep. And, and I, yep. I've i never seen that in my lifetime in so, the delivery model.
1: So we, we sat in. Uh, you, you guys both gave a session yesterday. You mostly gave it, Madhu. You kind of kicked it off, John. Um, very good session. Uh, really well attended the one thing that struck me so I'm I'm sort of an old-timey networking guy too I worked at Cisco for a long time the I don't know the concepts are so different but the terminology is different right mm-hmm. so in old-timey it was you know you, you had physical boxes you thought about you thought about ports you thought about port groups and uplinks and stuff and and you guys were talking yesterday about sort of endpoints that were kind of services and you talked about sandboxes and you talk- as you guys are talking to network people, so you go and talk to your peers and you're trying to explain the new sort of Docker networking concepts, what are the, how do you help them bridge this thing? I mean, like we never talked about network namespaces in in the old world and we didn't, like what's the what's the way for the networking teams or even the development teams that like how do they learn this stuff? What do you guys find
3: works? Uh, it's an excellent question, right? So uh, Docker as a, as a solution, Right. Must cater to both developers yep. and operations. Right? It's 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 it, it has to right. It has come come to that far now. So, the terminologies are always a complicated story, right? Mm-hmm. Just used to take an example of a port, right? When I was working for Cat Six K, to me a port means that port which I connect physically into this one, right? You come to this world and say port, to them port is layer four port. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. right? So, terminology is complicated. Yeah. Seriously, right? So every single term that we try to use has some meaning to that, right? So, it is not easy to just use one word and say, "Hey, this is the word that everyone should follow, right? It's extremely complicated. Even, for example, as you said, oh, we call it endpoint as services, right? Yeah, it's a service endpoint, right? right? So, we are trying to address both this world, right, of developers and operations, yeah. right? And essentially, yesterday's talk, essentially, if you look at it, the endpoints and services and sandboxes, they are actually meant for the plugin developers okay. right uh, Those are actually hidden behind the scenes essentially right but once you go inside the plugin development the, the developers for example cisco is developing their own plugins for mm-hmm. docker vmware is developing their own plugins right the developers who develop they understand abstraction really really well once cross that abstraction apis they talk about all right now i'm going to create a bgp based routing channel okay and uh, cisco of course say that right uh, once you go to VMware, they say, "No, I want to use OVN-based controller, right? And I'm going to use VX internals, i want to use OVSDB, so on and so forth, right? So, the abstraction about how we're going to reach the networking guys is the driver's responsibility, right? Okay. So, that, that's exactly the layer we're talking about here, where Docker as a project, LibNetwork as a project is trying to provide that layer between developers' world and the operators' world. And, the drivers is exactly what is going to really mean to the real networking nerds. Okay. Right? So,
1: cool. So so they don't shouldn't be freaking out that the stuff doesn't make sense. It's gonna it's gonna start to get back into the language they know. They but, should but not they'll fear. have native they'll have native plugins, either they'll use the native Docker stuff or some of the vendors that they you know know and love and so forth. Exactly you know, forward. Okay. So cool. e-
3: even the native Docker plugin, so mm-hmm. we have a driver called OLA driver. Mm-hmm. Right? Once you enter intercept into the OLA driver category. You we'll start talking about VXLANs. You gotcha. we'll talk about ARP entries. How you will populate it? You we'll talk about layer three distribution. We we'll talk about eventually consistent store. So everything that networking guys understand, we we'll talk about exactly the same stories inside the driver, but just above the layer. The above layer is for application guys, developers who has to listen to what they know. Right. They, they understand services. They understand apps. They understand sandboxes. Right, gotcha. So that makes a, sense. That makes
2: sense. And dude, just one I think an important thing is if we think about the old, the way you were explaining it to me is that the oh, the, old, the old model. Sorry, the way you were explaining to me, the, the old model, we're very coupled from the container to the network, and now we've got this kind of nice decoupled model. Right. That that uh, and you know people are like, oh so big deal. What what have you really done here? And and you could
3: describe the the
2: kind of the oh
3: yeah yeah yeah. So. Uh, one of the problems that we used to face in docker networking for 1.6 version beyond is that network is a kind of a static entity where it is a single host solution right. right so you launch a container container yeah. comes with a networking yeah. na- container yeah. namespace and the namespace stays in that host that's it right we use linux natting technology and then port mapping to do the actual translation from traffic from container to the external world but now with a new world of multi-host networking and multi-host, you know, cluster-based solutions, we need a better abstraction because of mobility, right? So my services can be launched anywhere, I should be able to access anywhere, and one container might go down. And this, with seamless mobility, the services should be stay up and running anywhere else. And more importantly, Docker's philosophy of build, ship, and run, where developers should be able to build a software. Just you give the software to the operators, just work in the operations, right? It's a very hard problem, really hard problem, right? Especially in networking. Networking has always been this thing where, you know, oh, developers don't understand networking, operations team use Scale It Up. Operation team says, oh, God, you guys cannot have this when so, you need to change the port numbers, they go back and change the application, back and forth, there's a tug of war there, are there, right? Now, with this new abstraction that we have, we have an abstraction called service abstraction, right? That's, a, that's an abstraction we're missing so far. So what we what we do is services is where the drivers allocate resources, right? For example, drivers like Cisco's and VMware's and us we allocate resources based on whether it is IP that is allocated by us or an IPAM that is provided by another company or whatever, right? Yeah. So the drivers allocate resources and assign it to the service, and the applications developed by developers, the containers attach to these services, right? Now the container may come and go, but the resources are static. Right, so right. once it's static, operators love it, right? You don't want to have this. You don't, right, right. So that, that's the whole point. So the, the new abstraction actually exactly fits the requirement for the developers. They don't have to deal much into networking, and it's great for operators because they know exactly what they're dealing with. Yeah, I is dynamic.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. a combination of, of pre-wiring for operations, if you will, of you know having things set up and, and wire it once and walk away like they used to do. They used to do. Right? Dynamic, right. dynamic wiring. Right. Right. But at the same time still have the flexibility to scale up, scale down and do dynamic
3: things on, on the back end. Absolutely, yes. And, and developers don't care about any of this. Developers care about services. They call services a DB. Yeah. They say, I want to connect it the DB, right? And since we have embedded service discovery, now the, the cool thing about this one at all is we have embedded service discovery inside docker networking stack, Right. So that means we map from name to IP and MACs and whatnot behind the scenes. Yep. So developers care only about the service names. Yeah. Right? So I was I was curious that was I'm glad you went there because that was
1: my next question was like, uh, we get the networking stuff right? It's IP addresses and routes and MAC addresses and stuff. And then a lot of folks, especially with containers, it's it's service discovery, it's Swarm or it's Console or C D, Like, help us connect the dots. How does the network stuff, which has to go find how to route the packets, and then these service discovery things, which are you know DNS names and certain so, like, how do they connect? What's the? Yeah, isn't it amazing? Right? Yeah, so yeah
3: I, I, that's the magic, right? That's the magic. And <laughs> The reason I love this one is because I was there to do all this in lib network. It's it's, it's okay. really really amazing, right? You are absolutely right. So when it comes to operation layer, they don't really care. of ip addresses MAC, this is ports, right, layer four ports, none of those, right. But they want seamless connectivity, and, then, and hence we have a lot of solutions out there for service discovery, for you know, clustering, and all those stuff, right? So here we are actually what we're doing is we're bridging these two worlds together, right? and that's exactly what we discussed before, where Libnetwork provides this abstraction between drivers, right, and services. Okay, so what what we do essentially in Libnetwork is none of the drivers need to worry about mapping between the IP addresses to the service names. Libnetwork takes care of those mapping technology. Right. So and hence the drivers are essentially network plumbing. Right. So we'll uh, when when somebody wants to create a service, we we'll let the driver know that hey there's a driver name uh, uh, and a service name DB has been created. So now can you please allocate resources for me on this driver? Mm-hmm. Right. So if, what happens is the driver allocates as I said, IP address from their IPAM solutions, right? They might insert IP route entries, right? Right, because they want to do policy based routing. So they can they can provide all the resources they they think is important for deploying this service on this box. So they provide the drivers and what we do in LibNetwork is we take that, map it to the service and more importantly we map it to the platform where the service is running. So if it's a Windows machine, we'll use appropriate Windows calls to do the route programming. If it's a Linux machine we insert IP route tools, IP table rules, so on and so forth. Now, as you know, as you can see already, Windows guys are upcoming in the container container world. So now the container application being developed can be developed one time. Yeah. I'll run anywhere, not just on the compute side, but also on the networking side. And LibNetwork actually does this translation between the application world of services to the networking world of IP routes and Mac references and whatnot. Sure, sure.
2: Now, and that's pluggable too, right? So that's the beauty. We've got a kind of batteries included service. Discovery and but we can plug you can plug, yeah in. we can plug in you you can, can, just you like you can plug in any of your network drivers you can plug in well uh, and, any and, of your...
1: and, and to me it's a little crazy so I mean you guys are talking about the time frame that you built all this stuff I mean it was literally like months yeah and and you compare that to some of the the big network vendors who who built you know like it, it took X number of years for year to do this or Cisco ACI guys and and now that you can take advantage of some of these tools that maybe weren't considered networking before but are now relevant you know some of the, the um, key value stores and the stuff that basically is swarming that, like that's powerful, right? Because you've got to marry those two worlds together. So the, the timing that that happens is pretty amazing.
3: It's, it's, it's amazing. And, and I had to thank the, the stall today, right? I mean, I call the SDN framers, right? The SDN framers have actually gone through this effort of bringing this, think about it, right? networking and software. They are like, what? Right? <laughs> so right. these guys for the past few years, spent that effort to bring this knowledge to the community. Now people accept that. And we're just standing on those shoulders, right? We're able to deliver them. So it's, I feel lucky that these guys actually did the hard work and we are enjoying the benefit of it.
2: But sure. We also kind of, it's a timing thing too, right? Like if we were to start a socket plane and tried to do what we were doing as another kind of solution for OpenStack, right, again, no disrespect to yeah. OpenStack community, yeah. the complexity of doing that would have not taken two months. It would have taken a year, right? And so we get into Docker and networking is, you know, let's say it it's as nascent as get i mean the, everybody's like docker's right. great it's awesome but uh, the networking so madu gets this unbelievable mold of clay without any of all these other things like well let's we have to worry about OpenStack. stack we have to worry about this architecture we don't have to worry about this architecture yeah. they were able to start from scratch in, in, in play out an architecture based on the shoulder of giants who've already set the path of how this should work so i think the idea that Stepping right into where Docker was with networking, with Madhu and his team's experience, um, it just it, you know they're an incredible team. But it was just easy to build something on a new model where we didn't have to ask people's permission.
0: Yeah, yeah. that right? makes sense. So let me ask you this before we wrap up, kind of a last question because everyone everyone loves ownership at the end of the day, and one of the the, the things I've heard more and more recently is. The you know, developers own inside the container and operations own outside the container, you know? And so I'll kind of throw it back to you guys. Agree, disagree. And how does all of the networking throw a wrench into all of that? Right.
2: <laughs> I think it's, uh, I'll let Madhu do the general networking part of that. But, um, I think it's, um, the, in general, there are models of operation, right. Mm-hmm. That will fit. And there's no one size fits all. I do yep. think, you know, if, um, we don't have enough time to do my whole immutable delivery discussion, but I think as companies like guilt and Yelp and who are following an immutable model and, the, and not saying this is perfect for everybody, but this is a model that's working for some people in that the developers actually take full responsibility of the stack. Right. And in that model, I agree. Like the developers now pretty much build everything from the base OS to the middleware, to the app. And they, you know, the old DevOps adage: the Developers were pagers in production, right? And and so now they own that immutable delivery all the way through. So in that model, then yes, I think that then ops becomes the architects of hygiene for delivery, the architects of orchestration, the, the architects, uh, more importantly, of of security and compliance of what's in an image and, and where they where you get those images, who builds them, how sure. do you build them from? Yep. But but for network, I'd like to hear your answer on on that part of the question.
3: I'm not too about uh, control, right? See, it's not about the control, I think. Right? Personally, I believe, right? What I believe is it's it's joint model, right? So what developers want is seamless. Everything should be working seamless. That's all they want, right? It's not about control. It's, it's not about, hey, you know what? Don't put artificial limitations on my own applications. I, w- I want to explore. I want to do some autobi- I mean, cool stuff, right? And operations guys, don't please don't stop me in doing that. That's all they want. Operations guys... Don't do some crazy stuff, right? So we have a compliance model to follow, right? So give us enough control over the solution that you are trying to to deploy, right? And we have seen already, before OpenStack, before VMs, it's impossible to deliver application on data centers, right? The moment you see self-deployable applications, you know what, I I go to OpenStack, I I create my own VMs, I launch my application, Boom, it works, right? So we are we are actually trending towards the same path here. Where as Docker, as a company, as a project, the most important thing is for us the user experience, right? So end user must really be thrilled using this platform or for delivering solutions, right? So not so to me, I don't see it as a control problem. It's about whether you'll be able to solve both these guys requirements essentially. So for developers, they should not worry about networking at all. That's, that's our, my main objective. Objective is networking should not be bothered by networking. So yep. sorry, operations should not bother by networking, mm-hmm. right? Same time, provide all the controls for the operators to provide their you know, security and compliance right there. Yep. That's the goal. Cool. cool. All right.
1: Good. Well, um, well guys, listen, I uh, want to wrap it up. Um, I know you guys are super busy. Walking the halls is, I, I know for you is nearly impossible. It was kind of yeah. why you were a few minutes late because you probably <laughs> can't go more than ten feet without answering questions. So, uh, so first off, thanks for being on. I know you're you're super busy. Where can folks, um, you know, find more about what you're doing? Whether it's you
3: know they want to follow you or they want to follow the projects. Uh, so I'm extremely active in a project called Docker slash Libnetwork. It's in GitHub. Yep. Uh, or if you want to chat with us live, we are in Docker slash Network Docker dash Network in IRCs. Cool. Right. So that's very good to reach us. <clears throat> and you're traveling the world doing DevOps John's days. Follows
2: Botch Galoop on Twitter, and uh, you know, so I've done, actually, just um, for those people that I just want to catch up on Docker in general, I've been running. I've got a 12-part series I've done on the Docker blog, taking you from basic installation to um, to just volumes. It walks you through pretty much everything you need to know from a getting started. There're 10. Uh, 20 minute videos. Um, okay. Just go, Yeah, great. Yeah, so yeah, they're really, 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 really fun. Really in yeah, fact, we, the next one I'm doing is we're gonna. I, he's gonna <laughs> beat me up if I don't get the live network one out today. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, he's gonna do a
3: great one for so, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've got
1: the links in the show notes already. So good, yeah, go good. go check those out. Right. Very yeah. good. So, well, guys, thank you very much for being on. And uh, folks, we're gonna wrap this one up. Um, so, uh, as always, you can find us uh, on Twitter at the Cloudcast Net or on the web at uh, thecloudcast.net all the social media stuff, all the YouTube links. So uh, for John and for Madhu, guys, thanks for being on. And uh, we're going to, we're going to keep going on, uh, on DockerCon. Thanks everybody.
2: Thank you guys. That's That's guys.
1: awesome. Thank you for listening to the cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows, show notes, videos, and everything social media.